As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording this episode on Tuesday morning. Game Week 32 is done and dusted. The upcoming Game Week 33 is an odd one, with it being a blank Game Week for some teams and a double for others. Aston Villa, Leeds and Wolves don't feature this week, while Arsenal, Manchester United, Leicester, Newcastle, Southampton... Brighton and Burnley all have two fixtures each. Midweek, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Leicester and West Ham are all in European action, so be patient with those transfers if you can. There will be another episode on Friday after the pressers to keep you up to date ahead of Saturday's deadline. On today's episode, I'll cover the Game Week 32 shutouts, do a quick Game Week review, update the watch list ahead of Game Week 33, answer 10 very good questions from Twitter, and take a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. Captaincy in particular looks a little bit tricky this week. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. The Game Week 32 shoutouts. No new members to the 59th Minute Club, so just a few notable mentions. Defenders, first of all, Matt Doherty got just 21 minutes, went off injured. Rhys James, surprisingly on the bench again. Back-to-back game weeks, just 27 minutes for Rhys James. Very disappointing because in that 6-0 victory, I think it was Ruben Loftus-Cheek bombing forward from right wing back. Rhys James would have had a ball and would have got a lot of FPL points and a clean sheet, of course. So hopefully he starts against Arsenal. Zuma at West Ham, off injured as well, 29 minutes. And also at Crystal Palace, Tyrick Mitchell is off injured as well on 34 minutes. When it comes to midfielders, another injury for Ryan Fraser himself and Harvey Barnes. Both managed 13 minutes in the game week. Barnes was on the bench for that one, so it'll be interesting to see if he starts Game Week 33 after the European game on Thursday night. Havertz owners were unlucky, got his goal, but then was taken off at half time. Could have had a lot more in the second half. 
Connor Gallagher, Crystal Palace, didn't make it to 60. He played just 57 minutes. Smith Rowe, who started for Arsenal, came off after 61 minutes in that disappointing defeat to Brighton. Rashford got a rare start for Manchester United, but came off after 64 minutes. Coutinho managed just 70 against Tottenham. When it comes to strikers, Iheanacho was on the bench, like Harvey Barnes. He managed just 14 minutes, so not really an option at the moment. Too much rotation with Daka. Cucho at Watford, who's been doing well in recent weeks, also injured, so lots of injuries in game 32. Cucho came off before half time. Veghorst, 55 minutes, very disappointing for his owners. Antonio, another disappointing performance, just 65. And Calvert Lewin continues to get taken off early, so he managed 70 minutes, which you know, Charleston is looking like the better forward to go for from Everton at the moment, just in terms of minutes. A quick review of game week 32. It was my third red arrow on the bounce. I went from 9.2k, dropped out of the top 10k to 11.4k. So I really need to steady the ship over the next few game weeks. I really want to get that top 10k finish, but I'm certainly making hard work of it. So big, important decisions to be made with transfers and captaincy this week. It was 60 points. My free transfer was Tierney to Doherty. So I went from one injured player to another which creates a problem for me now for game week 33. I think I've only got nine starters at the moment and just one free transfer. So already up against it. The good from the game week, Kane captain with 20, but obviously didn't have Son. Kulisevsky, excellent value, 12 pointer. Rafinha finally got his double digit haul for 10 points, which might be his last appearance in my team and many teams. Salah five, Cancelo five and Trent with four. And there was blanks for Ramsdale, James, Doherty, Robertson and Saka. A watch list update ahead of Game Week 33. Players removed, first of all, Riyad Mahrez because he's just not getting enough minutes. I think he got about 15 against Liverpool. There's better midfield options at City. De Bruyne is the main man and I like Foden more than Mahrez as well. Injured Fraser is also gone from the watch list. Christian Eriksen removed as well because I prefer Tony and Mbumo when it comes to Brentford. But long-term Brentford fixtures are not great anyway. So probably not going to own Eriksen before the end of the season. Ian Acho is gone as well just because of the rotation worry. And I've removed Ronaldo because even though he's got a double game week coming up, I just can't see myself going there. Too expensive. I don't own Son, I don't own De Bruyne, you know, those two would be higher on my wanted list than Ronaldo and I even prefer Bruno Fernandes if I was going to go for a Manchester United player this week, which I don't think I will be given their, I watched the Everton game and it was probably the worst I've seen Manchester United play in quite a while, just no fight whatsoever in that squad, so very hard to invest 11 or 12 million in any of their assets at the moment. Players added to the watch list, a couple of cheap ones. First of all, Anthony Gordon, just a really good player, really caught the eye in that victory over Manchester United. Got his goal, which was a bit fortunate, but he, he got himself into another very good position after that, where he probably should have scored as well. Taking lots of corners also, just a really good enabler as a fifth midfielder. Good option when Everton have double game weeks. And they've got a pretty good one towards the end of the season. Richarlison also added to the watch list. Like I said, prefer him to Calvert-Lewin at the moment. Just seems fitter, getting more minutes. And he, he's looking pretty lively as well in terms of the eye test. 
Another cheap option added as an enabler in midfield, Dewsbury Hall from Leicester, just 4.4 million. Got a great goal and a great assist at the weekend. And I think a lot of people will use Dewsbury Hall this week to bring him in, to bring in more expensive players in other positions. For example, if you don't own Son or Kane, getting someone like Dewsbury Hall in midfield makes it a lot easier to do so. So haven't ruled out buying him myself this week to fund other transfer so Leicester obviously have the double game week and they've got two more double game weeks to come as well so the good thing about Dewsbury Hall is he is playing more minutes than any other Leicester midfielder and you know if he's on the pitch there's always a chance he can get something played pretty advanced at the weekend as well so really good option at 4.4 million already mentioned Mbumo and Tony had no choice but to add them back to the watch list following their devastating performance against West Ham. Fixtures long-term are not great. I think they've got Watford this week, which is good, but it's quite hard to buy Mbumor Tony now. We've probably missed the boat, so well done to those who had either. I don't think anyone has both. Mbumo in particular in that game, he could have had four or five goals. Typical Mbumo, loads of good chances, but most of them off target, but did get himself a goal and assist. And Tony's just been ticking along very, very nicely over the last couple of game weeks. I think he's one of the top three or four FPL point scorers over the last five or six game weeks. So, yeah, well done if you had him. And if you've got him, you obviously keep him for the Watford fixture. Chris Wood is the final player added to the watch list this week. Got his goal from the penalty spots, which he won himself. Also had a goal ruled out for offside, which is a very marginal call. Newcastle have the double game week. And what I like about it is... It's two home fixtures. St James's Park has been rocking the last couple of weeks. Leicester and Crystal Palace are the opponents. Both teams could be tired because they play Leicester after Leicester play in Europe. And I think they play Crystal Palace after they play Chelsea in the FA Cup. So Newcastle, I'm quite high on Newcastle for this double game week. When it comes to one of the questions later on free hit, I would be tripling up on Newcastle for this game week I think they can do really well with those two home fixtures especially with those two sides busy with games beforehand as well so Chris Wood high in my thoughts and he's going to get another mention later when it comes to captaincy do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on then we have the podcast for you introducing the race F1 briefing the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. I think I got a record number of replies, uh, which is surprising at this stage of the season. I think most people have switched off, but I think the people who are still engaged have many, many questions this week, especially those who have two free transfers. Lots of people are free hitting and stuff like that, and there's lots of question marks. For example, Doherty's injury. So that is where I start. Question from Josh. Who are the best Doherty replacements? So I think... The best replacements for Doherty are at his own club, but it's not necessarily defenders. So if you if you don't have Son, 
if you can somehow get him in by losing Doherty with two free transfers, great. I've had a look at it. I think it's going to be too difficult in my squad to do so, especially with only one free transfer. It would be probably looking at minus eight or minus 12 for me to get Son and losing you know, good players in that, probably one of Trent or Robertson. And I'm not really keen on doing that. So if you can replace Doherty with Son or Kane, whichever one you don't have, even Kulisevsky, I think is a really good option if you're using two, two transfers, even if it's a minus four, if you're just looking for a like-for-like like replacement for Doherty, I'm not overly keen on the Spurs' defensive assets. I think I prefer Fabian Scher from Newcastle for that double game week that I mentioned. Newcastle also, I think it's Norwich in game week 34, so good fixture there as well for the likes of Scher and Chris Woods. Also, if you can turn Doherty, if you've got cash, or again, if you are making more than one transfer, just get a Man City defender or a Liverpool defender. I don't think you can go wrong there. Trent, Robertson, even Matip if you want to just save a few bob. Cancelo if you don't have him. Maybe Doherty's injury is your excuse to go back there. And Laporte I think is a very good option as well. So one of the options I've looked at is, is Doherty to Laporte. But I just need to find cash somewhere. I think I'm more likely to do Doherty to Fabian Share just for budget reasons. Question from FPL Dino with Doherty out for the season. Is it worthwhile just going sideways to either Emerson or Regulon or targeting other teams defensively, assuming most already have three or four of Trent, James, Cancelo and Robertson? Or alternatively, can we go cheap on a bench player and play 4-5-1 instead? So yeah, this is something else I'm looking at. Like I said, I'm not overly keen on Emerson because he's nowhere near Doherty when it comes to attack and threat. Regulon could share game time with Sessignon when he's fit, so that puts me off slightly as well. So I think there's better options at other clubs rather than going for Emerson or Regulon. If you want to punt, certainly Emerson Regulon could do well, but I'm not too keen on going there. I When I brought in Doherty, that was basically me going big at the back on five big defenders who I was going to play every week. So what I could do now is lose Doherty for a bench player or even a Fabian share who I use 33-34 and then he becomes a bench player for the rest of the season because he's only about 4.4 million. And then that leaves me with a 4-5-1 formation or even a 4-4-2 formation. I'm very tempted to get Chris Wood in this week. I've currently got Kane, Gelhart and Greenwood, the two 4.5 million Leeds guys. So I've only got one striker. The Doherty injury has me tempted to go back to a 4-4-2 just to give me a Chris Wood type who can then become maybe someone else later in the season, maybe a Richarlison or something like that. Just opening up that second forward spot in my squad again. So I do like that. I do like Doherty to a cheap option who becomes a bench option long term. And then you can either get yourself a very good fifth midfielder for a 4-5-1 or a decent second striker in a 4-4-2 formation. Next question is from FPL Swanson. If you do not own Son, but you do own Kane, Kulisevsky and Doherty, does the Irishman's injury present a must-have opportunity to buy Son? Or is Kane and Kulisevsky enough? So yeah, this is another question I'm asking myself this week. I would I put a tweet out a few days ago. I absolutely love Son, one of my favourite players to watch, one of my favourite players to own in FPL. And I absolutely hate not owning him when he's playing this well. But just getting to him is so difficult. If you've got Salah, Kane, Trent, Robbo, I've got James and Cancelo as well. So I'm heavily invested in defence, which basically 
basically rules out me getting Son unless I sell a player I really don't want to, like Salah, for example, and I'm, I'm not going to go that way. So I'm reluctantly just going to go into the next couple of game weeks without Son and hopefully he, he slows down a little bit and the rest of my squad can pick up the slack if he does continue to do well. So I do think we can get away with Kane and Kulisevsky without Son, but in, in an ideal world, now you would have Son and Kane. I don't know if you necessarily need to go Kane, Son and Kulisevsky as a Spurs triple up in attack because there's a lot of eggs in one basket. It is a pretty good basket, to be fair, at the moment. But there's lots of other good picks out there as well. And, you know, that takes up three of, you know, seven or eight spots in your attack. So Son, obviously, if you can get there easily, absolutely go and do it. But if you're like me, and it would take an awful lot of surgery, probably minus eight, minus 12, to get there, and then probably a very weak bench as well afterwards, I think you trust what you have. And you try and just be smart with your transfers this week just to improve your squad overall. And hopefully that can counteract Sun if he continues to smash it up. I think the thing about Sun, I didn't realise how close he was in the Golden Boot race. And if he does get a few more over the next couple of game weeks, he's going to go for it. You know, Kane might even give up penalties to Sun towards the end of the season if Sun's in the race for that Golden Boot. So it might be, get to a point where we've got absolutely no choice but to go and get him. And that might even mean at some point losing Salah, which sounds crazy. But, you know, over the last couple of game weeks, Son has been outperforming him. So pressure is on Salah to deliver soon or else I think we'll see a lot of people go against Salah and get Son in because it's obviously the easiest way to do so. And you've got Kevin De Bruyne there as well. You know, Salah to Kevin De Bruyne could be an option for some people if Salah doesn't start delivering the points again soon. But certainly... There's no thoughts in my mind yet to sell Salah. I won't be doing Salah to Son this week, for example. Question from David Tran. Is Kevin De Bruyne now on the verge of becoming an essential, given his form and fixture run until the end of the season? And can we sacrifice someone like Trent to accommodate him and build an attacking quartet of Son, Salah, Kane and De Bruyne for the run-in? So... Straight away, just seeing those four names together, Son, Salah, Kane and De Bruyne, it's virtually impossible to have all four. If you have all four, you're going to have quite a few 4.5 million options in your squad, probably too many, because I still think there's a lot of value in defence, especially, I think you need one of the Liverpool defenders, Trent or Robbo. I think you need Cancelo as well. So once you have those two in there as well, basically that rules out the quartet that is mentioned here. But I do think Kevin De Bruyne increasingly becoming a very very good option man city's fixtures are great as well for the rest of the season i'm just going to read them out they've got six games left and they've got one more to rearrange as well which is wolves before that brighton watford leeds newcastle west ham aston villa that's i'm not going to say it's as good as it gets because there's doesn't have the likes of burnley and norwich in there but especially next three for example brighton watford leeds that's brilliant for Manchester City attackers and players like Kevin De Bruyne. There's no rotation worries there with him anymore with the title race so tight. You know, Pep can't really afford to give him a rest. So De Bruyne, excellent option. But again, it's that whole thing of if you've got Kane, if you've got Salah, if you've got Son and if you've got big defenders, how on earth do you fit Kevin De Bruyne in? But what I do like is... It's, make, it's going to make the end of the season more exciting because some people will go against Salah, they'll get De Bruyne, you know, they'll get Son, 
you know, some people might lose Kane at some point. You know, Bruno and Ronaldo are tempting people last week for a double game week. So the more options, the better, because we're going to see some diversified teams. But for me, again, I just can't see myself going to De Bruyne because I'm very loyal to Salah, very loyal to Kane, still happy with my big defenders. So Son and De Bruyne, as much as I'd love to own both of them, probably not going to be able to get there. Question from FPL Primo. Is it time to remove Arsenal assets? So my notes here say not before a double game week. Yes, they've been disappointing, but let's give them the double game week and then we can reassess things. I do think Tierney and Partey are a huge miss. I think we've seen that against Brighton. Partey in particular just offers so much protection to the back four. So that's not good news for those of us who have Ramsdale. You know, if you've got the likes of Ben White and Gabriel and these guys, not as good when Party is not there. Also, obviously, if Tierney's not a left-back, if someone like Shaka is going to be playing out of position, that weakens them defensively as well. Saka could go in game week 34 if he disappoints in game week 33. And looking at the clean sheets as well, as a Ramsdale owner, it's just one clean sheet in the last seven games for Ramsdale, which leads me on to the next question from Ugly Wolf. Which goalkeeper... Aside from the big three, can we trust for the rest of the season? I think with goalkeepers at the moment, if you take away Allison, Ederson uh, and Mendy and those guys, I don't think we can really trust anyone. You know, we don't have a Martinez of last season at the moment. Ramsdale's points have dried up. Looking through the fixtures and the goalkeeper options, the only one I really noted down here was Schmeichel. I think when there's no standout goalkeeper option, you just go for the, the the number of fixtures. Schmeichel has more games than any other goalkeeper. He's got nine games in the last six game weeks. Ramsdale does have eight, I think, so it's it is only one more. But yeah, I think if I was wildcarding this week, for example, I'd just go Schmeichel because there's no other options. But again, I'm trying to think now. If I was wildcarding this week, I probably would give some thought to the the likes of Ederson. Uh, and the likes of Allison, probably not Allison. I think Ederson is better just because you know it's. I don't mind taking up a goalkeeper spot with a city player. Whereas with Liverpool, you've got Salah, Trent, Robbo. You know Jota's back in the picture now as well. Whereas with City, you know there's. I think it's harder to nail the Liverpool. Sorry, harder to nail the Man City attackers. So I think I'd be more inclined to get Ederson over an Allison, but even a, a Mendy is an option as well. So yeah, given that the goalkeepers, the cheaper goalkeepers are not, you know, shouting out to be bought at the moment, maybe an expensive goalkeeper is the way to go for for the end of the season. Even if they're only going to get you, you know, a maximum of six points most weeks, you know, six points if they can get that four or five times before the end of the season, that's you know thirty odd points, which could be very useful. So yeah, goalkeepers is tricky at the moment. I've got no plans to sell Ramsdale, but you know himself and Saka, they need to start performing well or they might leave my team at some point before the end of the season. Next question from FPL Boxer. Is it worth it to ship a double game week player like Broja or Veghorst to get St. Maximin or Chris Wood for a minus four? So I didn't mind this question until I seen the minus four part. I wouldn't sell, even though Veghorst has been awful, I don't think I could bring myself to sell him for a minus four when he has two fixtures. Broja may be a little bit more inclined to do so because I'd be less um, confident of Broja starting both games. But then he, he could easily start both games. I know he missed, the, he missed the Chelsea game because he couldn't play because he's on loan from them. So he probably will come straight back in. So if it was a free transfer, I think selling Broja or Veghorst to Chris Wood or St. Maximin is absolutely fine. I think St. Maximin... 
and Chris Wood are much more likely to score more points than Broja and Veghorst in the next in this double game week. So I do like it, but the minus four would just give me pause. But wouldn't surprise me to see the minus four pay off. I am quite high on, on Newcastle, like I said. A couple of notes here. The fixtures for Newcastle, Leicester and Crystal Palace mentioned they're really good. Both teams could be tired. Newcastle looks very exciting going forward against Wills. I thought Bruno in particular was was very exciting. It was the first time I watched him for 90 minutes. I think he adds a lot to that attack. If you've got Bruno, you've got St. Maximin. Almiron looked pretty decent when he came on as well. So there should be chances for St. Maximin and Chris Wood in those two fixtures. So yeah, for a free transfer, absolutely. And for a hit, yeah, it might be. It might be okay as well. Question from Testimony. Who are the best picks on a free hit 33? So yeah, I'm not free hitting in 33. I still don't know when I'm going to free hit. It's probably going to be one of 36, 37 or 38. And I'm just going to decide closer to the time. If I was free hitting this week, I would go triple Newcastle. Probably Dubravka, Fabian Scher and Chris Wood. Although St. Maximin is a nice differential as well. I just find it hard to trust his fitness. You don't want to pick him on a free hit and see him go off after 20 minutes in the first game. Chris Wood looks like he has penalties now as well. Leicester obviously have to be in the conversation for free hit 33, but I don't think you can make those picks until after the game on Thursday. You need to see who plays on Thursday. And more importantly, you need to see the result on Thursday. I think if Leicester go through, I would be less inclined to you know go heavy on them. But I think if they get knocked out of Europe, it's easier to load up on a free hit on players like Madison, Barnes, maybe even, you know, whichever striker doesn't play on Thursday night, whether it be Daka or Ianacho. So Leicester definitely in the conversation, but I don't think you need to go crazy. I think one Leicester attacker would be enough. Probably looking like Madison at the moment, but that might look different after Thursday night. So you need to, I'll come back to that one on Friday's episode. I quite like Ward-Prowse just as a one-week pick on a free hit, free kicks, penalties, corners. Fixtures are Arsenal, who are not defending great at the moment, and Burnley, which is a good fixture. Free hit probably would have one of Bruno or Ronaldo. I do slightly favour Bruno, and you probably captain Bruno if you bring him in. Son or Kane, I, I think I could end up with both Son and Kane. On a free hit, I know they don't have a double game week, but very hard to go without them at the moment. Definitely one of Son or Kane, and it's looking like Son is the hot one to go for at the moment. And Man City also don't have a double game week, but Cancelo would be on my free hit. I just think he's too good to go without. And Kevin De Bruyne would you know, be making a strong case for inclusion there as well. So I'm kind of glad I'm not free hitting this week, because I think you've, you've got a lot of big decisions to make. You've got good single game week fixtures for the likes of City. Even Liverpool's is good against Manchester United. Tottenham have a good one against Brighton. So I think building a free hit squad is, is quite difficult this week. Um, so I've got plenty of headaches with my free transfers, and that's enough for me to avoid the free hit this weekend. I'll, I'll look forward to those free hit headaches later when I do decide to play it whenever that is. So yeah, that's that's a few picks. Triple triple Newcastle, one or two Leicester. I like Ward Price, probably Bruno, Son, Cancelo. You know, you might you might run into budget issues there with some of those players I mentioned. Question from Adam. Which combination of double game weeks is the best with two free hits left? So I think it's very important to remember if you've got two free hits left, you can't use them in back-to-back game weeks. 
So, you, so people will look at the schedule and will say, right, I'm going to use one in 36 and one in 37. You can't do that. You have to you have to split them up. So you could do 36 and 38, for example, or you do 33 this week and then one of 36, 37. I don't think it has to be a double game week either. I think 38 could be a good time to free hit last day of the season, probably some rotation. We could get some early team news with all the games at the same time, stuff like that. So don't rule out 38 as well. So I think it's... If you've got two of them, you're probably looking at this week and 36 or 37, or you do 36 and 38 and just hope for a big finish. But as always, very much depends on your current squad setup and what you do with your transfers over the coming weeks. Final question is from FPL Rocketman. Who are the standout picks for triple captain between now and the end of the season? So there are managers who still have the triple captain chip left. Had a look at the fixtures. It's probably, it's got to be a double gaming player, I think. So you've got the option of Salah in gaming 36 against Tottenham and Aston Villa. Also in gaming 36, you could go Kane or Son, but the fixtures are not great. It's Liverpool and Arsenal. And Manchester City will have a double game week at some point. Looks like 36 or 37. So you could look at Kevin De Bruyne or even Cancelo. So there is options, but you've probably got to wait for a little bit more information on fixtures. And obviously, just remember, if you've got a triple captain chip and you're thinking about playing it in the 36, obviously that means you can't use a free hit chip in that game week. Game week 33, captaincy and transfers. Now, a very quick look at captaincy because I think we need to wait to see what happens. Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League, all that kind of stuff. And obviously press conferences before we finalise a captain pick for this week. I think it's wide open. Looking at the fixtures, first of all, the single game week captains, I think, are really good options. You've got Sonner Kane against Brighton. Perfectly fine for captain. Kevin De Bruyne also against Brighton. Great captaincy option. Salah against Manchester United. He scored 24 points in the last fixture against Manchester United. Then you get to the double game week options. Bruno or Ronaldo. Norwich at home, Liverpool away. So it's one good fixture and then you're hoping for something in the Liverpool game. Leicester have two away games. Newcastle and Everton. So you could captain Madison or Barnes but... I, I just find it very hard. You can't be confident that either Madison or Barnes are going to get two starts. So you're you're very unlikely to get 180 minutes from those guys, which I think with Bruno or Ronaldo, Bruno in particular, you're you're very likely to get 180 minutes in the double game week. So I like Bruno more than a Leicester captain. Saka has a double game week, two away games, Southampton and Chelsea. Quite hard to captain Saka on recent Arsenal performances though. And then you've got Chris Woods or Sat Maximin if you find something, fancy something different or even Dubravka or Fabian Scher if you want to be very boring, but it could be effective. So I do like Chris Wood as much as anyone for captaincy this week. Uh, I feel like I've turned into a Newcastle fan from the start of this podcast until now. I might need to buy myself a Newcastle shirt before the weekend or maybe I could even take the trip down the road for one of the games if I do bring in Chris Wood uh, and give him the armband. So Chris Wood, if I buy him, will be in the running for my captain's armband. For the reasons mentioned earlier, good fixtures against Leicester and Crystal Palace at home. I'm trying to think, yeah, so if I don't buy Chris Woods, I'm probably looking at probably looking at Kane against Brighton or Salah against Manchester. I don't see myself going for another double gaming option unless it's a Newcastle asset. When it comes to transfers, I've only got one free transfer. I'm quite jealous. I know a lot of people have two free transfers, 
But Tierney's injury kind of forced me into a transfer last week. Bought Doherty. Now I've still got a problem. So that was a waste of a transfer, which is unfortunate. So I've only got nine players at the moment. So it'll be at least a minus four for me to get to 11. And I could end up going as far as a minus eight. The options, could I get Son in? I'm going to look at it again later in the week, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be too much surgery. Could keep it simple. Doherty to Fabian Scher and then sell Rafinha to Madison or Barnes. Could also sell Coutinho instead of Rafinha, but I think long-term, Coutinho is going to be better when it comes to double game week and stuff like that, and Leeds have got pretty nasty fixtures. So probably going to take Rafinha's 10 points and finally sell him, having been very loyal to him all season. If I go one step further to a minus eight, I could get Chris Woods just to move to a 4-4-2. Another option mentioned earlier, Doherty to Laporte by downgrading somewhere it might mean I have to go for someone like Corney from Burnley which I don't love but I don't also don't mind him as a differential for the double game week Rafinha and Gelhart out for Dewsbury Hall and Chris Wood is another option so lots and lots for me to chew on this week not going to think about it too much I'll let these European games play out and I'll revisit it Thursday night Friday morning and then I'll record the podcast Friday afternoon and hopefully be able to give you some clarity on what I'm going to do Friday night with my transfers. Have a great week, folks. Talk to you again on Friday. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general or just Google it and you will find it for the price of a coffee a month. You can support a guy living his dream. And thanks to all the new subscribers who've signed up over the last week or two. Talk to you on Friday, folks. Have a good week. The Athletic.